Hashtag SAFMBTH. Well, and the Commission is now joining us on the line. The South African Revenue Services, SARS, has announced its preliminary revenue collection results for the financial year 2022-2023, which reflects a significant growth trajectory over the past few years. To explain what informs this growth, Edward Kisweta, SARS Commissioner, is now joining us on the line. Commissioner, good afternoon, and thank you so much for making time for us. Yet another record high collection in this financial year. What does this mean? Thank you, Albert. Well, what it means is that Every additional rand that SARS collects is one rand that the Minister of Finance does not have to go and borrow. It means it's one more rand on which we don't have to pay debt service cost. It is one more rand that can be directed towards the important, addressing the important needs of South Africans. Um, and for me, that also ensures that we begin to consciously lessen the burden on the next generation Mm -hmm. because we cannot afford to mortgage the future of our children because we are inefficient and we stand by and watch the collusion and corruption that erodes the social fiber of our South African. Yeah. And and what would you attribute this record high uh, collection to? And when it comes to issues around compliance, what are some of the concerns that you've noted? Well, that's a great question because I always say that The result is not the outcome of one big thing that we do. It is the relentless pursuit of excellence and the fastidious efforts to resolve over 5 million cases of compliance. Following up every outstanding return, resolving every outstanding debt, investigating and auditing an instance of non-compliance, pursuing a criminal investigation. So when we announce our results, it's not one big thing, but over five million little things that is executed by over 12,500 SARS staff. And I think it is just makes a strong point. Firstly, if we think of where SARS came from, destroyed as is reported by the Nugent Commission, that it is possible to turn around institutions of state by, through building competence and leading with integrity, these state institutions that have been captured as reported by Zondo and other commissions, we can begin to turn them around. And SARS hopefully exemplifies this and encourages the rest of my colleagues in government, but also encourages South Africans that all is not lost. And some of the concerns that you have when it comes to compliance? There are several concerns. If we, if we see the context in which we find ourselves, firstly, let me just talk about load shedding. Mm-hmm. The implication of load shedding, not just on the economy, but the quality of life, the mood, the psychosocial aspect of South Africans is inordinate. We cannot underestimate it. We have seen the impact of load shedding has resulted in significant tax revenue losses using the CSIR research we estimate to be about 60 billion rand. Mm. We also see that criminal syndicates continue to thrive 
and do not face the consequence of their actions in illicit trading of gold, of tobacco and cigarette products, of clothing. It, it, one just, just gets the sense that criminals are better organized, better resourced, act with significantly better crime inter- intelligence um, in such a way that they can evade and avoid the consequence of their deeds. And that, again, just does not erode only our economy, it also erodes the social fiber. Um, and then, of course, there is other non-compliance issues which are not necessarily of a criminal nature, but still seeks to diminish or erode the integrity of a South African tax base. These are the complex arrangements by large businesses, wealthy individuals, um, and traders who try and find ways which is not permissible. So we would have announced, for example, that just an impermissible and fraudulent VAT refund, we were able to present the outflow of over 70 billion mm-hmm. worth of, 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 in fact, 78 billion rands worth of, of, of impermissible refunds. Um, so these are my concerns. One, the state of our economy is sluggish, you're not creating jobs, the impact of load shedding and therefore our productive base is impacted. Secondly, the proliferation of crime, mm-hmm. tax and economic crime continues to erode our formal but also the, our, our informal uh, sector of the economy and the social well-being. Uh, and then thirdly, the fact that many companies and individuals who are well-resourced can outspend us going to get to arranging the fares in a way that erodes the tax base. Yeah. What about, Commissioner, um, potential revenue um, that the receiver of revenue would have gotten if a Transnet was uh, performing optimally? Without singling out any taxpayer, the challenges in our ports and in our logistics is huge. Every train that does not deliver coal from Whitbank to Richards Bay. Every train that doesn't get there costs about 28 million rand of impact on the, on the economy and about uh, 2.8 million rand of revenue to, to an entity like Transnet. Um, we have Richards Bay Coal Terminal who has been designed to export 91 million tons. In its heyday, it peaked at over 76 million tons. This year, because of logistic challenges and theft and criminal syndicates, the best it will do is about 44 million tons, half of the full capacity. Right next to that, you have the Transnet Port Terminal, mm-hmm. That's an absolute mess where you have kilometers and kilometers of trucks and probably poor governance and corruption that characterizes that line. So the impact is inordinate. It's immeasurable, both in brand uh, quantity and qualitative terms. Mm. Are these issues that you raise with your political head, considering um, that you also have your own targets? Well, I don't think of this simply in its impact on our revenue collection. Mm-hmm. Think of it broader as a South African on how it is destroying 
You know, if we fixed up logistics in our ports and our railways and our roads, we could easily add back 2 to 3% of GDP to this country. And so for me, we must look beyond the tax impacts only, but look at the broader impact on society. Of course, as the commissioner of SARS, we also look towards the erosion of the tax base and the tax revenue mm -hmm. by inefficiencies in our state-owned enterprises. But have you raised it, though, with your political head to say that um, there's a lot of money that we are losing here? Um, we need this thing to be fixed? Not just with my own minister. I have access to uh, other members of cabinet through the economic cluster. Uh, I attend uh, some of the subcommittee meetings uh, with the director's general colleagues. Uh, I serve on the National Energy Crisis mm -hmm. Committee. So I raise these issues regularly. In fact, many of them may be sick by the fact that I raise it so frankly. But if we don't call these things out, then we lie to each other and we become the problem. Yeah. One of the other issues during the press briefing that you raised, Commissioner, was around um, fictitious invoices. What exactly are those? So fictitious invoice, a good example of that is an exporter, say, for example, in China, manufactures clothing, let's say a suit or a shirt, and it is headed towards South Africa to be imported on our side. The value of that suit, if it is accurately declared, will trigger a tax or customs duty. And so what happens is there is often an interposition between the exporter on the China side or wherever the other source is, but I use China because they are our largest export, uh, exporter, and the importer in South Africa, there's an intermediated entity that all it does, it, it adds no value, but it receives the goods in paper only, not in, in, in substance, and manufactures an invoice that reduces the value of the goods. So for example, a suit that could be 500 rand is declared as 17 rand. A shirt that could be easily valued at 100 rand is declared for 2 rand 75. And so by doing that, there is an interposition of an entity that lives for no other purpose than to manufacture an invoice. The final clearing agent or importer then presents this fraudulent invoice to SARS on which SARS must then exact tax duty. And you can see the difference between a suit of 500 rand in actual value and declared at 17 rand is a huge loss in revenue to the fiscus. Okay. And Commissioner, final one on Parapara. Are you doing any investigations there? We have made a public announcement. So let me just be clear again. The whole issue around the tax matters of the president and his entities, and I can say this because the president has given us permission to make a statement about his tax matter. Mm -hmm. But several issues 
that relate to this particular incident. First is, there's the issue of the, the money that is supposedly being found at the business premises. Now, SARS is not directly involved in that. We have also stated very clearly that we have no record that an amount of money was brought into the country by an individual as this individual purports. Mm -hmm. What our concern is, was whether or not a business transaction that took place in the business, whether it was correctly treated for tax purposes. And regardless of the form of payment, tax is indifferent to the form of payment and looks at whether the value of the transaction, both the income and the cost, are accurately reflected so that we can then make a determination of the tax liability. The Reserve Bank, on the other hand, looks at the foreign exchange regulations that dictate what should happen to foreign currency that is brought into South Africa by an individual or a business. The Financial Intelligence Center raises potential suspicious transactions when they believe that there is potentially something irregular with the money. And SARS looks at tax and customs issues. I think various entities, Mm -hmm. uh, as said said by the president, he, he has created the space for these entities to do their work. We can only speak from SARS and say, we have had no interference. Uh, by the president or his representatives in this matter. And we have performed our work without fear and favor. Was the $580,000 declared? By who? This is by the entity, uh, Parapara, the the company, that it received $580,000. When we say that we are satisfied that for tax purposes, everything was above board, then we mean in simple terms that something, some exchange of value for money had taken place. The value of the exchange was accurately recorded in the books of an entity, and it was accurately disclosed for tax purposes. Mm -hmm. So yes, we are satisfied that a transaction place that the value declared was correct and that it was correctly disclosed for tax purposes and SARS was able to perform its function. Sure. Uh, yeah. But SARS doesn't know how the money ended up on, on the farm considering that you don't know how it came into the country. Well, to be truthful, uh, Albert, I know as much about this as you do and what you've read in the media. Um, SARS is not privy to any more information about the matter of physical cash that is reported to have been found on the premises. Mm. Did did SARS speak to Mr. Hazim Mustafa by any chance to confirm? Again, I cannot disclose engagements with taxpayers who have not permitted us to speak. 
but we have been so but the president said it's okay that you can disclose his text his text matters so on this particular one did you speak to hazim mustafa this because in this is not a tax matter that relates to the president you've sure. just given a different name this is the traveler who has come into south africa yeah traveler has made a statement that they have made the declaration we have said that we can find no record of this declaration of cash brought into South Africa. And we've been very clear. And we made this response to a question asked by the leader of opposition that we have replied to him directly and publicly because all matters reported by SARS to Parliament is on the public record. Thank you so much for your time. That is uh, SARS Commissioner Edward Kisweta.